guys, welcome to the One Delightful Podcast, where we believe life should be simple, but awesome. I'm Katie, and I'm Philip, and we invite you to join us as we try to clear through the clutter of life, to create space for what really matters, because we really believe that if we can do it, anyone can do it. Trust me. On today's show, we're going to check in with what's the word. We're going to talk about how to declutter literally anything. Play a little game called Style Fortune Tellers. And end with What Do You Recommend? Today's show is sponsored by One Delightful Shop and the fall launch that we're going to have later this month in early September. One Delightful Shop is a clothing line made in the U.S. for all size women and free shipping in the U.S. Use the discount code PODCAST to get 10% off your next order with us. Woot! Hey, Katie. <laughs> Hi, Philip. What's the word? Okay, so um, my word this week is dentures. <laughs> oh, dentures. Why is that? Okay, so I gave it a lot of thought while I was in the dental chair this week. I was like, I know what my word is. I hate this place so much. I just want dentures. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> okay, so to backtrack, dentures, I'll just say Dentures is my solution because I feel like I hate the dentist and I've had some just dental failures lately and it's so painful that I'm like, this is just the solution is let's make dentures normal for a 30 year old. Oh, so you don't just want dentures for yourself. You want to start a new denture trend. Well, I want it to be socially acceptable for me to get dentures. That makes sense. Now, is that the same as wooden teeth? <laughs> I would guess it's different. But I also, I think I should give them the info that, what was it, last year? Yeah. I had seven cavities. Seven cavities. And this is a person who brushes every night. Yeah. But I also, I feel like I attribute it to a couple things. Maybe pregnancy, like all the hormones supposedly mess with your teeth. That's one of my theories. Second theory is I really would like to use a more natural toothpaste, so I was trying some fluoride-free stuff. Okay, I didn't, I couldn't tell where you were going with that at first because my guess would be that the natural toothpaste is probably more part of the problem than part of the solution, but that's what you were saying. Right, yeah, that's what I was saying. If there's any dentists or dental hygienists listening, feel free to throw in your opinion. But seven cavities, I had to go for two different visits to get them all fixed. So, Philip, what's your word? Oh, my word this week is very exciting. My word is fire. Okay. So we just got back from picking our kids up. They stayed with their grandparents for a few days. Unfamiliar. Little mini summer vacation. Right. And as we were driving back, it was a Sunday. We thought that there was going to be no traffic, and then there was traffic the whole way back. It's just terrible traveling anywhere on the East Coast in the summer. We got stopped. The traffic slowed down. Everyone was merging into the left lanes. Sure. And up ahead of me, we noticed a plume of black smoke. Well, I noticed it first. I saw it, but I didn't think much of it because I thought it could have been, we were in a rural area. It could have been a controlled burn. I, I, I Sorry I, for cutting you off. It's your word. 
But can I also say that I always go to worst case scenario. So when I told you there's smoke, I'm like, why aren't you reacting? And my reasoning was because one, we were in a rural area, so it could have been a controlled burn. And then I also thought when trucks slow down on the highway, sometimes their brakes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like put up some smoke, but that was not what it was. We got close. Everyone was going into the left lane and we noticed why. And it was because like a 92 Jeep Grand Cherokee was full on on fire. Like the hood was just a big ball of fire as we drove by. It was terrifying. Yeah. And we can say this because there were two people safely out and there were officers approaching. So it wasn't like, oh, there's people in a car on fire. Although here's just a fun fact about me. I was very nervous about how close these people were standing to the car Mm -hmm. because this has actually happened to me one other time in my life where there was a car on fire on the side of the road and right as I passed by, it exploded. And it was one of the scariest moments of my life. Yeah. I didn't know that about you until recently. Oh no. Well, we're we're learning about each other. That's good. Yeah, through this podcast. So anyway, fire. Okay. Sounds good. So for today's topic, we're going to be talking about how to declutter anything. How to declutter anything? That is like a, that's a pretty bold statement. You got to really watch your universal qualifiers. Don't you feel like we need like some music that's like dun, dun, dun. Just like last podcast. No, I think that that should be a recurring theme on every podcast. Let's try it again. Okay. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about how to declutter anything. I still think that's a bold claim. It is. But what I would say is I'm not an expert on this, but I really have been interested in this topic for a while. I can't say I've been successful at it, but I've been interested in it probably, I don't know, for a while. Yeah, since you were a child, a small child. child. Anyways, we won't go there. But the books that I've read about simplicity, decluttering, organization, etc. all seem to boil down to a very similar basic process. Okay, so there's a simple process to declutter. Like, what is it? Okay, so the basic process that I was seeing over and over again is you pick a space to declutter and you take the stuff out of that space. So you empty it out. Yeah, so that's step one. Then you look at the things you took out and you sort them into certain piles. For example, piles of, I'm going to keep this, I'm going to get rid of this. And then you could sort the get rid of it into like sell, give away, yada, yada. Burn. Burn. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, so you empty, you sort. And then the third one is you put the things back in the space. So I feel like I've seen it in different kind of labels. You know, like we both read Con Marie a few years ago. We did like Con Marie. You really liked Con Marie. I really liked Con Marie. You made Marie. us Con Marie the closet right after. That's where we started. She's like a wonderful like organizational Buddha. But you're right. She did basically just say that. Yeah, she, I think she said start with the closet. All right. So how to declutter anything? You empty, you sort, you put it back. That's easy. <laughs> Let's wrap this thing up. Shortest podcast. We're gonna ever. be out of here in time for dinner. <laughs> so, obviously, it's not that easy though. So that's that's the process is easy, but then I feel like as we started to try this process, we ran into a bunch of different roadblocks. 
Yeah, I feel like as we have tried to simplify both spaces and just like stuff in our lives, the process is easy. But yeah, I feel like every step along the way could, can I say it's fraught with peril? It's so fraught with peril. (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through each step of the decluttering process and we're going to talk about an obstacle or two that gets in the way of starting or completing that step. And then we're going to talk about a couple of tips on how to overcome those obstacles so that you can become a decluttering superwoman. Or man. Or man. I just figure, you know, mainly female audience. Um, So we're starting the conversation today and we're going to talk about step one, which seems so silly that we would have to talk about obstacles and tips on how to overcome just getting to the point where you empty stuff out of something. But legitimately, there are obstacles to just get the to get the decluttering process started. What would you say an obstacle is to starting the process? Well, I just put this together, but I feel like the first obstacle is admitting you have a problem. (laughs) Right? That's that's heavy. I know, right? I just went to the AA 12 step. I felt like we were moving both on this podcast and in our decluttering relationship on a fairly superficial level, but this just dove down and got super deep. Yeah, but you know, okay, we... As we were talking through this, I didn't realize it until now. I have to like process things out loud, you know, but it really is because I feel like sometimes we're so busy. We don't even notice that we're like cluttered because we're just kind of like going with the status quo. But then you're like, oh, man, this keeps being annoying that this thing is this way, you know. So I think recognizing it and then along with that, finding the time to start. So it's kind of like too busy how do I even categorize that? Yeah, it's like, like too busy to even recognize you have a problem. But then once you realize you have a problem, how do I find the time to do it? Yeah, that makes sense. So like an obstacle is first admitting you have a problem. Yes, <laughs> that stack of papers that's right inside the door in the kitchen, that's a big problem. It's a big problem. Well, but it's a, it's a personal thing too because that might not bother somebody the way it bothers like people have different tolerances for like how much clutter they can stand looking at yeah that's true why didn't you finish my sentence there yes (laughs) that trail of 36 legos that have been on your living room floor for the past month and a half that are causing you to have plantar fasciitis they're a problem (laughs) well but for example i feel like me at the end of the day i want to sit on the couch and watch an hgtv show and drink a glass of wine and not be looking at kids' toys everywhere, right? Right. But then I I come downstairs after doing like the 20 runs up and down, taking care of our daughter that wants to snuggle one more time. And you're just sitting on the couch with like toys and stuff around the room and it doesn't bother you. Because there's also an element of at the end of a long day, <laughs> I don't want to declutter stuff. I just want to sit down with a glass of wine. Right. And watch TV show. Right. So. Well, okay. So there's anyway. the personality thing. So that's an obstacle. Like just how to start when I'm already busy. Um, what are some tips that we found that could help overcome that obstacle? So when we started the simplicity experiment a couple months ago, I found that something that really helped me was just saying 
it out loud that we were trying to simplify our lives. I am going to simplify stuff. <laughs> it starts now. It's like when you start a blog and you're like, oh, hey guys, I'm going to start blogging. And then it's like <laughs> entry number two is like a week later. Entry number three is a month later. You're thinking a funny thought. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other things. Okay. No, but I think that... Um, Starting today, I'm going to use deodorant under both arms. So I think what I'm saying is some people would feel like, oh, I've said this out loud, but I don't feel bad that I'm not doing this. Or, But for me, I'm like a really big like people pleaser. So I knew that if I said to our... Facebook group if I said it like out loud like we have a Facebook group where we do various things right (laughs) starting today I'm gonna put pants on before I go outside (laughs) you I said it to them and I kind of knew we needed to like follow or I would feel like a failure or fake if I didn't follow through. Right. So a tip for you has definitely been accountability because yeah. I feel like starting it is hard, but then for you saying to a large group of people, I'm going to do this, puts the pressure on to actually follow through. Right. And then I also think that gave me like, you wanted to give me time to do it because you knew it was a priority for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't mention this, but I... So at the time we were starting to declutter and we were starting the simplicity experiment, I also listened to Gretchen Rubin's tape, no, book on tape called Better Than Before. And you had already read this, Mm -hmm. but I... Yeah, I liked it. I, one of my life hacks is listening to books on tape from the library lately. And I knew that I wanted to like change some habits, like, because I have a hard time forming habits. What? Nothing. I was just thinking about that deodorant under both arms thing. Oh, you said that? I didn't... Yeah. I, I totally tune you out so much. Okay, anyways, I'm glad you thought that was funny. Um, but she has a book called Better, on Th- Better Than Before, and it's about like how habits change, and certain people, it's easier for them to form habits, and then there's certain things you can learn about yourself that would help you change habits. Because there's the Power Habit book, too, which you read. That's right, which is also really good. Yeah. So Gretchen Rubin, in her book Better Than Before, breaks people down into four categories called tendencies. And I won't go through them right now, but we're going to put a link in the show notes where she has a really super easy quiz that you can take to figure out what you are. And I think that I'm an obliger, which means I really care about outer expectations, like that I think people have of me but I struggle to meet expectations that I put on myself. So I knew if I didn't say I'm doing this, that I wouldn't be able to personally hold myself accountable. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So for you, accountability was very important. That might not be the case for everybody. Right, because with you, we thought you were maybe like a questioner, Mm -hmm. which is you question all expectations. So for me, I just need to know for myself that it's important, and then I'll do it. Like the self-accountability is enough. Now, I don't know why that doesn't translate into diet, but I guess it does in that you really like rules. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of set a rule. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think learning about yourself 
and kind of figuring out how you're motivated would help you if you're interested in starting to simplify your life or trying to declutter something. And then our second tip is if you have the margin in your life to um, reward yourself, I mean like financial margin, but you could like reward yourself with like a tub. I mean as in taking a bath, (laughs) not like buying a tub. If you have a little bit of financial margin, just buy yourself a new bathtub if you get starting decluttering. (laughs) All I'm saying is not everybody has the margin to say like, oh, I really want, if I do this, I can get a new dress or whatever. Right. It could just be, I'm going to get a little bit of Mr. Bubble bubble bath (laughs) and I'm going to buy a tub and I'm going to take a little tubby, just me. With I'm going to give myself a foot massage. Yeah. So. But that could help, yeah, right? So if me, getting started yeah. is a problem. Right. Saying, I love rewards. If I do this, I'm going to let myself or give myself this. Right. Can be really helpful. Yeah. So when we started, I started in the kitchen and I kind of, I really wanted to get like new organizing things because I love organizing things, baskets, anything like that. But I really was trying not to just be like, oh, you need to buy something because you're like decluttering. Like, because I think you can declutter without buying anything. So I tried to just stick with using things that we already had in the house to organize things in the kitchen. But once I finally finished the kitchen, I said, I'm going to get these food organizers. And we actually like them. Yep, we use them. I like them because they're in the shape of rectangles. (laughs) I don't like anything round. Okay, so, but for me, the reward was like baskets or like organizing things. Obstacle number one to getting started with the emptying process is I'm too busy to start or I'm too busy to even realize I have a problem. Yes. And some tips could be, well, is there someone that could hold you accountable to getting started? So if you say you're going to start, they're going to hold you accountable to doing it. Mm -hmm. And... Could something helpful maybe be saying, if I start, I'm going to reward myself with X, Y, or Z, like a tub. Right. Um, What would you say another obstacle is to just getting started emptying stuff out? So for me, one of the things that I realized when I wanted to start decluttering is really I, the whole house needed to be decluttered, basically. So just choosing where to start was a big obstacle. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because some people would say, go all or nothing. Like, do all of the decluttering of your whole house all at one time and don't stop till it gets done. Don't stop till you get enough. The clutter, don't stop. It don't stop till you do it all. Um, yeah. So, when we were deciding to simplify, I just decided, okay, I'm going to start with something that's like the biggest pain point in our life house is our kitchen because I imagine a lot of people are like this the kitchen's kind of like your hub if you're in an older home especially you might not have a entryway or a coat closet a lot of storage so a lot of stuff just lands in the kitchen and so I picked the kitchen um but you were sort of inspired by that Mark Twain quote which I think is strange Mm -hmm. I love Mark Twain but it's called eat that frog. And what it means is if you have to eat a frog, you should do it first thing in the morning. Otherwise, like all day, you'll be dreading eating the frog. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, and understandably so. Right. Because you get warts all over your insides if you eat a frog. Yes. So, so as you started decluttering, you said, I'm going to eat the frog. Right. And the kitchen is my frog. Right. And so I'm going to go for it. But that didn't go as well as you hoped. Well, I felt like the thing for me was I picked too big of a space in the kitchen. So I was like, oh, the kitchen is my frog. I'm going to do the kitchen. But I like had emptied all the cabinets. Um, we have like some storage in our kitchen that has like books. We have a, like a nice kind of buffet cabinet that has just tchotchkes on it. Yeah. There's just a lot of decisions to be made. And Katie started the process and sent me a picture like two or three hours in and it like looked like a bomb had gone off in our kitchen. Right. And I somehow like thought, oh, I have three hours or something. I'm going to like get the kitchen done. Our kitchen's not that complicated, but it's like as you start, you realize how much is in the cabinet and then like, oh, the cabinet itself is dirty and then you want to wipe down the cabinet and then you're like. Oh, I'm just like all over the place. And I'm like, oh, the food's expired. And really. <laughs> oh, I need to give those grapefruits a spit shine. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I think that my. So what you'd say is maybe don't start by eating the frog. The whole frog. Right. Maybe just start eating like a little bit of the frog. Right. And eat it a little bit at a time. Right. So it's like an eighth grade science project? Yes. Actually, I thought more critically about this too. It's like, okay, so the kitchen was my frog, but I should have started with the hardest thing in the kitchen. That would have been an idea, you know, instead of taking on the whole kitchen. So like starting with a junk drawer or something like that. But I'm also a really big fan of, I felt kind of defeated because I had taken on this big project and then felt like, how am I going to finish it? I'm out of time. So I think starting smaller so that you can like see like change happen is good too. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So maybe starting with just a drawer or a right. cabinet or like I'm going to start with food and then I'm going to move on to um, plates and silverware right. and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to get started, it might make more sense to start small than start big. Just pick one small space at a time and declutter that before you move on to something bigger. And with that, you can also try the idea called time boxing where you maybe set like a time limit. So you say, I'm going to declutter for 15 minutes or whatever and free yourself of that responsibility when it's done. So you could put those hands together, Philip. You could take your space idea and my time boxing and boom, 10 minutes during nap time. Don't get caught in the tyranny of the or when you could have the joy of the and. <laughs> Is that an official quote? It's a quote from a movie that I just made up. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that's where we're going to stop this week. Uh, and we'll continue this conversation on decluttering next week. But our challenge for you... Um, would be if you're a little bit overwhelmed by the clutter in your life or in your space that you live in, pick a time that you want to start decluttering and get some accountability. And then maybe pick a small space to start and set a reward for what you'll get to complete it. Yeah, and you can even, we'll be your accountability partner, sort of, if you want to tag us if you post anything. So we can give you a hoorah. 
And to help you, we've created the Simple Closet Challenge, which talks about the three-step process to decluttering anything. And we'd love for you to have it uh, as you start your own decluttering journey. Um, So make sure to follow the link in the show notes to the blog post um, where you'll be able to download the Simple Closet Challenge worksheet to help guide you through the process we're talking about. going to play a game we like to call style fortune tellers we are going to name a current home or fashion trend and then we are going to look into our crystal ball to tell you how long that trend is going to last katie the first trend that we are going to tell the future of is scrunchies so looking into my crystal ball right here i'm gonna say scrunchies are gone by spring 2019. I never really was on board with a scrunchie when I was a kid, or maybe I was, but I like, I think it kind of looks silly, and so I'm really having a hard time getting excited about them, but maybe, maybe by spring I actually will be wearing it, but I'm hoping they're gone by spring. Oh, I don't know, Katie. As I look into my crystal ball, I feel like scrunchies are not going to go out in the future. They actually went out in the past, in like 1994 with Jesse Spano's caffeine pill addiction. All right, we'll have to see. All right, home trend now. Number two, gold fixtures in the house. So you mean like gold knobs and stuff? Yeah, faucets. Right, you don't mean like a gold refrigerator. I no, I don't mean it. Like a solid, a 14 karat gold refrigerator. So I'm going to. It is so opulent. I feel like we're in Qatar. I'm going to give it, I'm going to say like 10 more years. I know it's a bold statement, but I really like gold. I think it's a nice, flattering metal. And I'd like to stay, it's, I'd like to see it stay. As I look into my crystal ball, I see gold leaving pretty soon. Here's the thing. If you want to ask me what classic is, classic is chrome. Yeah, I I like chrome too. And I feel like there's a lot of fads that come and go, whether it be nickel, whether it be silver, um, whether it be that like flat black colored stuff. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I feel like they call it like antique or something. But I feel like... Gold is sort of in that category. I think chrome is what's here to stay. Wow, that's bold. All right, Katie. Last trend. Rompers. Okay, do you even know what a romper is? Do I know what a romper? Do I know what a romper is? Yes. It's like uh, some sort of shirt and shorts that are sewn together, made out of one fabric. Looks sort of weird. All right, fair enough. I think usually, like, categorically, they're shorts and not pants because pants would be a jumpsuit. I just learned this recently. Oh, fun so, fact. So I feel like rompers, jumpsuits, overalls, they're all kind of in the same family. They're cousins. and Kissing cousins. They're all kind of in right now. And honestly, I had a hard time getting my mind around it. Like, earlier this spring, I was like, that's kind of strange. But... I would like to see rompers stay around for a few years. Are you kidding? Wait, you'd like to see that? Or looking into the crystal ball, you'd definitely Both. see it. I mean, the crystal oh, ball no. is the same 
us my own like wants and desires. No, I am. We are looking into very different crystal balls because I see them being gone. Oh I my don't gosh. know. By you like, can't put it in past tense. By like six thirty tonight. Okay. You can't say it didn't come back. Because they look so strange. They look like the pantsuits that my mom made for me when I was in kindergarten. Yeah, they do. I mean, they do make rompers for kids, so I can see your point. Also, the obstacle of getting them off your body is, like, not super functional. What do you do when you have to use the bathroom? You strip down. <laughs> Holy cow. That's commitment to fashion, though. That, I will give you that. It is strange. I, I agree with you on that. But I think that as I started to think more about them, I'm like, you know, I think I could do that. I really would like a pair of overalls, and I'm going to put it in the same family, kindred, two rompers. So I'm going to give them five years. All right, that concludes this look into the crystal ball. We will see you next time on Style Fortune Tellers. We're going to end the podcast with What Do You Recommend? Where we ask each other, what do you recommend? And give a recommendation about life, media, or the world. So, Philip, what do you recommend? Katie, this week, I'm going to go in the media category, and I'm going to recommend a show that we've both agreed makes us laugh on Netflix called Portlandia. So, do you want to expand on that at all? Because yeah. it's kind of a weird show. It is kind of a weird I think show. You need some caveats. And I think we do need some caveats, because if you start watching it, you might think, Katie and Philip are the weirdest people in the world to like this show. We might be. But here's the thing. We have a hard time agreeing on TV shows, especially comedies. Okay. I think that's true. Uh-huh. And we just, on a flyer, because we didn't have anything else to watch, turned on Portlandia. I think I mentioned it. I had heard it was good somewhere. It's, and you were like, I wanted to watch it. It's Fred Armisen from SNL and Carrie Brownstein, who I think was in the rentals, which was one of my favorite bands in oh, high school. Weird. I had no idea. And it's like a sketch comedy show all set in the city of Portland, but it just, it makes both of us laugh and it's rare that that happens. And I think mainly it makes you laugh because there's a two oh, yeah. w- women in a bookstore that's called women and women first. <laughs> yeah. That make you laugh pretty hard. So yeah. I recommend Portlandia. Yeah, it's very SNL-esque. Yeah. So if you like SNL, there's a good chance you'll think it's funny and you can just binge it on Netflix. That's right. Katie, what do you recommend? Okay, so earlier in the show I mentioned that when I finished The Kitchen, I was going to reward myself for finally finishing it with an organizing thing. And I'm actually loving these little containers that we got. They're a Target brand, and they fit together really nicely. They keep food sealed, and I feel like it gives us a nice system for keeping our food organized. Yeah, I didn't know how I felt about... Because here's the thing. Adding the organizational containers right. adds a level of complexity in a sense, right? Because you have to take stuff out of its original packaging to put it in the, into the right. organizational container. Yes, But I think it does help keep the kitchen more organized. Thank you. And I think it might make cereal fresher because with kids, there's just, it's impossible to keep boxes of cereal closed and not go stale. Um, Either because they've opened them themselves and 
I mean, just seeing the way a five or six-year-old can rip open a box of cereal in a way that just makes no coherent sense to a rational human being is incredible. Or a 32-year-old mom. <laughs> That's true, I think too. I 34, but same point. <laughs> we'll figure out your age next time. It's a great mystery. Um, but the, the containers have been nice. Yeah. So we'll put a link to those. If you're looking to organize your cabinets, you might love these. Great. That's going to do it for this week's episode of One Delightful Podcast. Check the show notes to find links to anything we talked about during the episode today. And if you want to connect with us or maybe tell us that you're trying to simplify things, you know, whatever. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at One Delightful Shop or on our website, OneDelightfulShop.com. And we would really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes right now and leave us a rating and a review to make sure that we can feed our children in the future. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.